Kayanos, 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 fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos! We cannot talk about end time revival without talking about end time events. It's not possible. So we cannot just be interested in the end time move of God. You know, when you, when you hear about the end time move of God, the move of the miraculous, the move of this, the move of power, the, no. That is just one aspect. And as I, as I'm telling you people, that is the job of the apostolic to bring the full measure. Because I with me. If you are just looking about the move of power, supernatural, this one, this one, you are just seen as just a mere evangelist. It is good though, or it's not good enough. Because in warfare, you, you don't just learn about how to fight. Though. You must learn about how to defend. How many of you have seen football matches like this? If, if um, for example, Man, you um, no, man, you are dead now. If Man City, Man City is playing Barcelona, what you will notice is that there will be a spell in the match where Man City will be on top. Is it not true? At that time, what is Barcelona expected to do? And defend well, make sure no goal enters that time. You cannot expect that all the time the body of Christ will always be the one attacking. There are days that will be in the wilderness, in the cave, cooking. It's not as if we have gone extinct, but those are the days of purges. Those are the days where God is purging his remnants. On those days, Elijah said, I'm the only one. He said, no, I have 7,000. It's just that there is a process that I have subjected them into. And I told you people that there are four depths that God is giving us. And there is... You know, when we said it, it looked like a joke. It didn't even take time and it started happening. There are four depths that God is giving us. And God told us specifically that many platforms will not survive the storm that is coming. And he told us those four depths that he's going to give us. If we can gain those depths, then we can survive. So you cannot expect to be attacking all the time and not know about defending. There is a popular coach. Um, he says that, is he not Ferguson? He said that attack will win you the match, but defense will win you the league. It's strange that attack will what? Win the match, but defense will what? Win the league. And I was teaching you people yesterday the difference between battle and war. Is it not true? Yes. Battle is, is inside war. Are you with me now? So there are some battles you can, you can even lose, but you finally win the war. If you want to know how to win the war, you must know how to defend, not just attack. Attack, attack, heal the sick, raise the dead, plant churches, raise finance. Build this one. Do this one. No, no, no. You must learn how to endure. Is it not true? You must learn how to suffer, not just suffer. In the kingdom, there is actually 
There is no virtue called suffering. What we have? Long suffering. <laughs> what we have is long suffering. Long suffering. There is nothing like suffering. Is you have long suffering. So because of that, I you know we can just be teaching you that God will prosper you, heal you, you will walk in the miraculous, you achieve your destiny, you will bring down the altars in your No, we have we have to also teach you. That there are days you will wake up like this. And the powers in your family, you have not measured up to them. And they will slap you and you will be sick. On those days, you need to know what and what to do. Because there are some slap you will receive. It will even affect your prayer life. Has it not happened to you before? There are some attacks you will receive. It will affect your physically and affect your altar. They are heavy attacks. Attacks that make you start stumbling. In your work with God, that one is saying, on that day, you must learn what, how to defend, not just how to attack. If you are Barcelona, there is a time you will be defending. After some time, you will be attacking. After some time, if you don't know it, you won't win the match. Coaches call it game management. What did I say? What is it called? Game management. So, you are five minutes to the end of the match. You are winning... 3-2. Eh? And you just remove the defenders and put more attackers. Are you not foolish? That means you don't know how to manage the game. At that time, what you do is to change attackers for either defensive midfielders or defenders. Or at least you maintain the status quo. Is it not true? Because you are already winning. What you need are people to slow down the game. And when, at that time, what you introduce is experienced people. That, haven't you noticed that the experienced players, that is about 32, 34, that is when we need to defend that we need them. When there is trouble, we need elders. That's, if you don't have elders over you, you are, you are, hi, you are finished. In the days of trouble, you run to them. One advice from them will save you a lifetime. So, for example, you see a young footballer. Just because they, they, you are winning 3-2 and you had an attack, the next thing you feel like you can go and score again. No. An experienced play, player, when he, when he enters, he will carry the ball and go to the touchline and stay like this and be blocking the ball. And you, as you are trying to get it, it will enter through him. They will carry it. So, throw the ball and stay in the same place. And you, as they are doing it, what is happening? Time is running down. <laughs> they, they, they are experienced because they have a purpose before them. Their purpose is not, is not showboating. What is, you know what is showboating? For example, you come, you just be dribbling anyhow without purpose. Have you seen people doing like that? There's a Nigerian player that is called Jejo Kocha. He is good. It was when he started maturing that he reduced showboating. There is a time he was at Enshrand Frankfurt. The team, he dribbled goalkeeper how many times? That's unnecessary. That's inexperienced. That's childish. It happened to some of us too. There are days when the glory, the anointing came on my life. If I come to a meeting like this, I will push everybody down. We will not teach, we will not pray. We will not teach, we will not pray, we will not do anything. 
We will just redeem power. The same way they have people that are in the prophetic. They come like this. They will just be prophesying until the end of the meeting. Because they will experience the maturity. If you see an elder, he knows when and where. What you do is pray. You teach. Then you demonstrate. That's the way. If you have not prayed well, stay in prayer. Until you have prayed well. After you have prayed well, what's the next? You teach well. If you have not taught well, don't demonstrate yet. It's when you have taught, then you demonstrate what you, you taught them. What is it called? Say game management. So you see those elderly people that has been brought into the game when there is need for maturity, when there is need. They are not moved. They know 3-2 will win the match. Is it not true? 3-2 is enough. There is no need. You reserve your strength for another match. So what did I say? I said, according to that man, that attack will what? Win the match. But defense will what? That is why when Paul was talking about the shield, the for the believer in spiritual warfare, 80% is defense. Is it not true? It was only about 20 or even less that is attack. We are in the perilous time. And thank God he's talking about the end time revival, but end time revival comes also with other end time events. So I, I, I don't know if I can, but let's see what we can do. Just a basic course on discernment, Christology, and eschatology. If I let's start from the back, eh? because the next place I'm going to read, what I will do, I will do. I'll be mixing the three because we don't have time. We, we trust God to have time to go into it because, but the need of the moment is this. So we cannot be postponing it. Are you with me? You never know who this thing will save now. So I want to give you a basic course and I will tell you a few of the things that these false teachers, the basis of their teaching and tell you why it's wrong. If I can, if I cannot, my, 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 Duty is not to talk about what they are doing. My duty is to tell you what is correct. I with me. The way to know fake money is to know the real one. The way to know fake money is not to be looking for fake. No. The way to know fake is what? That is why we put in discernment there. If you have discernment, it doesn't matter which you will know. So the way, the major, the basic way to grant believers discernment is to teach them accurate truth. It's not even gifts. What accurate truth? When a believer is filled with the measure of truth that he knows, then he will be able to discern. It's because the prophetic quota has not been filled. It's a prophetic quota that needs to be filled in the teaching ministry. You see, this is why it is in these days That is why in these days, I mean, I'm not, should I say this, but 
when a pastor teaches, it's different from where when an apostle teaches. Because the first job of the apostle is not to explain the thing to you. That is the secondary job. His first job is to tell you the mind of God. Put things in accurate perspective first. Are you with me now? Then the second part is now to explain to you. Because his, his job is beyond persons. His job is to the body. You know when understanding is critical is when it's personal. Eh? But first of all, it is not personal. It, the challenge, are you with me now? The challenge is sometimes in teaching like this is because if you are bothered with and making sure everybody understands sometimes, you water down what God gave you. Eh? On that day, you are, you are not teaching, you don't know the apostolic module of teaching. Because sometimes, just for them to maintain the weight and the authority with which God gave them what he gave them, they will use the same words and the same terminology and stay there. Hmm? It is when they have done their job, because the job is divided, the pastors in their midst we now, that understood it, we now take that thing that they taught and go and teach it to the normal people so that they will understand it in normal language. Is it not true? This is the way it works, actually. So now, it's not as if they cannot teach as the pastors, but most times there are many things for them to cover and set in order in the body of Christ that they cannot stay on faith and teach faith forever. You see this one I did structures for. No. The truth, I haven't you noticed them? This week they will measure on this. Next one they will measure on this. this they, there are many things to set in order. When they have set it in order, they, what they will do is they set the building because they are foundational. They set the foundations of faith. Hmm? Then the pastor and the teacher, normal teacher, pastor in fact, in the context of the office, if you are a pastor, you must be able to teach as, as by the way. The pastor will now take it and explain to the individuals how it will benefit them one after another. Hmm? But the apostle is interested in knowing, making sure that the mind of God is accurately spoken and outlined. Then we we'll begin to explain to you that thing that God said. Is it okay? Is it okay? So, because of that, I might not be able to explain everything to you now. My job is to give you a basic course. So that if you meet it, you can now go and do further studies. As I told you people, it's not a hard thing. All you need to do now is to go back, take a chain reference of the word Messiah in the Bible. And then take a chain reference of the word Christ in the Bible. You will now see that they are lying. You will now see the truth and you will now see the lie. It's not a big thing. If you take a chain reference, you will even see the, 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 the first mentions of the word Christ is heavy. Like the one we will use in the book of Matthew chapter 24. Because the spine of eschatology, are you with me? The spine of eschatology is Matthew chapter 24. I have said it before. The spine 
of eschatology, the spine of prophecy is Matthew chapter 24. So, um, let me start from eschatology. Then, I will, as we are going through eschatology, of course, we will touch Christology. The whole intent of the, teaching these two things is to do what? Grant you basic discernment. As we, we touched it a little yesterday, First Timothy chapter 4 from verse 1. If you are there, say Amen. Now in the spirit, what? Speaketh expressly. It's strange. <laughs> so the idea is the Holy Ghost will speak and it will seem as if what he's saying is not too clear. Is it not true? <laughs> but in these matters, the spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times, what will happen? I'm afraid when I read things like this. We need to know what we take people away in the latter times. I thought it's Boko Haram that we take people away from the faith. I thought it's poverty. I thought it's lack. Eh? I thought it's uh, persecution. No. Those things strengthen your faith. Seth. We need to know what we take people away from the faith. The spirit speak it expressly in that in the latter times some shall depart. <laughs> what will cause their departure? Let's say it together. So, the, the, there are two things that will cause their departure. One is giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. <laughs> I remember when I was young, when I read this place, he said seducing spirit. I thought he's talking about a lady seducing. <laughs> Amen. It's easy for you to Understand what it means. You don't need Greek. You need just another translation. And you will see it, it meant deceiving. Say deceiving. deceiving. If your Bible is your own, underline that word, seducing, deceiving. That is the key word of the last days. The greatest warfare we are going to fight in the last days is deception. The greatest warfare we are going to fight is deception. The greatest people, the, the people you need to follow the most is the people that have the highest quota of discernment. Not even the people that do miracles. I'm going to show you. Because when you, we check the spine of prophecy in the book of Matthew chapter 24, the, verse 24 said that some of them will even come doing signs and wonders. And they will deceive even the elect. Strange. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, I want to show you the parameters to know where, where God has put his hand. If you see where a, a set of people that have a large quota of discernment in the spirit, just know that these are the people that will survive this end time of onslaught. 
The revival will be moving side by side with deception. In the days of, of William Branham, he reached the point they told him, you are now the Elijah. He, he refused, but after some time he believed it. Have you heard of Alexander Dole? They also told him, you are Elijah. And he believed it. He refused initially. And later he believed. Alexander Dole. It, uh, in my own opinion, John G. Lake continued the ministry of Alexander Dole. The healing ministry of Alexander Dole. There is nobody that motivated John G. Lake like Alexander Dole. Those days, today we brag that text message used. Those days, it was only telegram. Telegraph or whatever, forgotten what it's called. He sent a telegram to the man that all his sisters, his brethren, as that the last one still died, he sent. And for the first time, the person did not send back, may God console you. The person sent back, she shall live again. And when he read the message like this, his Bible opened to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. That is why for me, for many years in UNN, that is the, the scripture I used to pray for many years. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that we are oppressed of the devil. Now, this is the point that John G. Lake picked that healing is an oppression of self-Satan. Before, they told them that when you are sick, it's the will of God. That is biological issue. Many reasons they give until he read the scripture and saw for himself that a man afflicted with sickness is oppressed of devils. He said, ah, ah. So sickness is of Satan. So after me, sickness is of Satan. So he laid hands on him. He said, light flashed from heaven and struck that leg and he jumped up. That was the beginning of the greatest healing ministry that this earth has ever seen. There is nobody that has worked in healing ministry that we, we have not seen like that. Even the grandson of John Gile, Corey Blake, has not. Have you heard of DHTs? Divine Healing Technician. You need to go and find those tapes and listen to them. I've not finished my course, but I've, I think I've listened to 14 of them. If you want to expand your healing ministry, DHTs, that's by the way. I have believed that is 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 that thing that fell on John Gilead. Alexander came to a point they called him Elijah. He built a city and called it Zion. And he became a king in Zion. <laughs> Say deception. Deception can work at the height of a revival. That's why men must be filled with discernment even in this season. There is only one thing that can penetrate a revival movement is deception. When Satan comes with frontal attacks, it doesn't work. He will go and feel that young lady that used to prophesy in your meeting. She will prophesy again. That day she prophesied. She prophesied by devils of the flesh. I've been in a meeting and a, a lady prophesied halfway. Correct. And the remaining halfway she prophesied by I don't know what means. I say shut up. Shut up! This one is wrong. He said, don't stop God from talking. You are questioning the Holy Ghost. You are questioning. I said, that is not an Thank you. I, 
I said, that's why they need name. The raw authority in the body. It's not talk. When action reached, that's when you know who are men. You were there now. And I, I said, Holy Ghost, help me put your hands on people so that they will tell us your mind. Put your hands. And people that have never prophesied in their life prophesied in that meeting. People that prophesied last two years ago prophesied. And they were saying one thing. By the Holy Ghost. Because the reason why others were afraid is if this lady didn't talk, who will now talk? How will we know the mind of God? I said, no, don't worry yourself. If he's the Holy Ghost, he can speak from the mouth of an ass. Uh, yes. He can speak from an animal. How much may a human being? It doesn't matter if you have not prophesied before. It doesn't matter if you have not seen in the spirit before. You will see clear. If he's the Holy Ghost, we need men with rugged authority. A guy came and met me in Makodi some Think 2017 when I went for, he told me he was trying to use me and you know all this. See, I like, I'm waiting to meet some of these false prophets and then I will shut them down. You know, I didn't know you can shut them down until I was listening to DP many years ago. He said he went to, to minister in a white garment church. And as he went there, as soon as he climbed the pulpit, the first thing he said is that, Lord, I shut down every peeping spirit. <laughs> I closed their eyes. Do you know, their mother general was doing all their magic. They were doing everything. They couldn't hear. They couldn't see. You are saying, something closed our eyes or something closed our ears. Until he finished and left. The guy came and told me, uh, you are a pastor. Uh, you are I said, okay. <laughs> let me tell you. If you try, he said, I see. I said, let me now tell you. If you say this again, you will be physically blind. The guy looked at me and closed his mouth. <laughs> the, um, the thing that is on me that day, the guy would have been blind. And the truth is that God didn't tell me how to make him to see. <laughs> so, <laughs> So had he been, he went blind. I don't know the solution. <laughs> so the main thing is to make sure it doesn't go. And the guy picked it because actually, when there are some people that will speak, you don't know them, but you will know that this is trouble. That have been going and, and, and I'm escaping, but this one, let's leave this one, we'll escape this one. That's what happened to the guy. Me that came with body. I don't know whether it's 70 or 40 days, how many days fasting that I came with. Huh? And he say he see. I say you'll be blind for a season. You son of the devil. That what Elimas was told by Paul. Be blind for a season. The guy didn't wait for me to finish it. He disappeared. The thing on me. There are people I minister to in that meeting. I I, I didn't even. Talk. I was stretching my hand like this. You know, my hand was the rod of God's power. Casually, like this. For the many days, one week I stayed there, eh? I barely eat. I barely put food in my mouth. And when I do, it's by 9 or 10 p.m. in the night, sometimes 12. As soon as they finish meeting, I will rush. And I will sleep before others. I, you know, that time they are making noise, I will be sleeping. When they are sleeping, I will wake up. 
and I'll be doing you will not leave me like this, oh God, oh God, oh God. When I finish, I will be studying till daybreak. 5 a.m. I will go and wash the car. What will take my bath and disappear? I didn't know people had seen me. Two years later, some men met me and said that, ah, that year we saw you. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know they saw me. They said, who is this guy? There's something about this guy. It's now that those men now know the thing about that guy. Meanwhile, we have not scratched the thing. No, we have not scratched it. I, will, I don't know when I will start my training for ministry, but I have not started. It's all about where you are going. Are you with me now? Uh, if you are not, I will. If you are going down there, do you need preparation? But if you are going to Casina, you need to prepare. If you are going to Arkansas, if you are going to um, what is this? Alaska. Where snow the, is minus 16, 20 degrees. You need to be prepared. This one, small thing cold has entered your body. You, you won't survive. Is it not true? So it's all about where you are going. Someone met me and said, said, Pastor, if I have what you have now, half is enough for me. And he's saying the truth. Even you, as you are, the day you have, if you succeed in this, your life, and have half of what I have, you will be too dangerous. You will be too dangerous. You can't even carry it. It will mess up your life. Ladies that have what we have, they find it hard to marry. As part of the price they pay. I don't want to go into that. You must know the type of husband you find. God will show you great mercy. That is why most times what God does is that He allows you to marry first. Before you will now obey the next level. Imagine if you are already catching Kumat. How is it going to happen? You come to minister, the person that will be your husband, all of them fell on that power. Of course, it will take, there are men that will stay, but it will take a man that the Holy Ghost has walked in well, that is secure in himself, knows that the woman is just anointed. Yes, that the woman will finish and be saying, honey, my waist is paining me. And on that day, you will know that this one is my wife, not the one ministering on the stage. It takes a secure man to know that on that day, I am the head. But when he comes here, she will minister. It takes a lot of security. And then it will now take a lot of submission from the woman. It is hard. It is hard. Sometimes you and your husband will be arguing. You feel like 
slaying him on that power. <laughs> I know of a man that have done it, tried to do it. I was listening to Samadhi some years ago and he was teaching on character. So he said that those days when he started ministering, power was moving and him and the wife. So the wife was talking. He said, this woman don't understand what is happening. So one of those days, he, he wanted to use power and settle the matter. When he finished, the matter was still there. You don't settle this one by making the person fall under power. Is it not true? It's a matter of character, dealing. I will solve that one. How did I land here? Hey, Jesus Christ. Help me back. Help me. Help me. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. I say it again, that the warfare of the last days is the warfare of deception. I with you. So, we need to know in what context that deception will come. He said, giving heed to what? Seducing spirits. One, two, and doctrines of devils. I want to use this scripture in the epistles to establish a context. There are many, but I want to use this. So now, let's go to the spine of the prophecy in the book of Matthew chapter 24. I've already told you what it means for, for something to be called the spine of, the, of prophecy. I have recommended two people for you. Derek Prince, especially his prophetic writings. He wrote about many things, but seek out his prophetic writings. And then maybe Johnson. I will try and, if the distance, my resource is back, I will try and give you his materials. But if not, you can see, I think you can see almost anything on YouTube. Amen. So, um, let's start again from verse 1, Matthew chapter 24. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Hmm. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone, what? Upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately. Thank God for these disciples. In my own opinion, I, I'm thinking it's either Philip or Peter that asks this question. They always ask questions. And it's a good thing. If you ask good questions, you have answers. If you ask rubbish questions, some people ask me, it's not even a question. I don't understand. They ask me, I look at it, I will leave it. Because there are questions you don't answer. To answer it is to put yourself in trouble. Because you don't even know, the thing is no question. Some are trapped, some are, the person is. Somebody asked me and I love the guy. So I, I told him the question is wrong. That's because I love the guy. If not, my normal response is to ignore you. What? Your question is wrong. So even God 
some of the reasons why you have not gotten response from him when you seek him and inquire from him is that you are asking the wrong thing. When you ask the right thing, you get misplaced. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? There are three key questions there. Eh? There are three key questions to understand eschatology according to the spine of the prophecy. Eh? The first one is what? When? When shall these things be? That's the first question. That's the first question he asks in eschatology. Number two is, what shall be the sign of thy coming? So there is the sign of his coming. That is the sign of the Son of Man. There is the sign of what? His coming. That means God cannot do anything without giving us, without giving us signs. Is it not true? The third one is and of the end of the age or the end of the world. In few months, weeks, months, I some few years, you will thank God for learning this thing that you learned now at this juncture that you learned it. Because there might not be time. Remember the action time. Now, this is what Jesus answered. Jesus said what? Jesus said unto them, Take heed that no man, what? <laughs> what did you notice now? What do you notice from what we read in First Timothy chapter four verse one and Matthew chapter twenty-four verse four? What do you notice, Douglas? Deception. So when I told you that the warfare of the last days is deception, let me use these two texts. Of course, there are many to nail the coffin. So I don't care the every other thing that there are many other things that Jesus said, but he is telling them that there is number one warfare, there is number one thing you should be interested, you should be conscious of, you should be ready for, and it's deception. And that's why we are measuring on discernment, because the antidote for deception, I will tell you, the antidote for deception is discernment. You can't pray against it. Oh God, you can't pray against it. Oh God, let my people not be deceived. Let them not be deceived. Let them not be deceived. You see, you see what I'm telling you? Part of the reason why we don't receive answer in prayer and we don't receive response of our inquest eh, is because we are not asking and praying the corrective. It is an established fact. They said in the book of First Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 that the Spirit speaketh what? Expressly. And Jesus came here and spoke as the first emphasis of him analyzing the end of the times eschatology and said that the first thing is take heed that no man deceive you. 
So two things, deception. And another thing is that this deception will come from men. So he's, he's Satan, he's devil, so he's doctrine, he's, he's all of them, but he's going to come through the instrumentality of what? Men. Let me explain to you. When you pray that people should not be deceived, and they are not deceived, what happened is that what God gave them was discernment. That's what I'm saying. Eh? There is nothing like, are you getting it? In the day that God answered your prayer of not being deceived, the way he answered it was by granting you discernment. I'm trying to tell you that the prophecy captured that in the last days, deception this is not an option. It's not something you can pray away. It is a season we must pass through. And the only way to pass, the prayer to survive that season is the prayer of discernment. Not the prayer to stop deception from coming. No. Are you getting the point now? It is, that's why I said the spirit what speaketh expressing that this thing will happen. Deception is going to come. It is on that account that if it is not, if he said that if we pray, it will not come. Let's fight that deception should not come. Are you with me now? There are places you see the scripture say fight that they will not, then we fight. Say fight. But he says the spirit speaketh expressly that it's going to come. That means what we do is to prepare ourselves. That is why I was making reference to defense. Are you with me? So, eh? Yes, I'm ourselves. So, discernment is the greatest defense against deception. What did I say? Is the greatest de- defense against deception. There are three D's. Deception, defense, discernment. You cannot be in a teaching and not jot it. You are, you are, you are, you are wrong. I'm yet to see a prophet that God called that doesn't have a jotter. Do you know a prophet that doesn't have a jotter? Tell me. Do you know that prophets have jotters? Eh, you don't know. It is God Himself that will be telling you write this one down. So when He's telling you write this one down. Is it then you now say, ah, I didn't come with Jota, or let me go and bring it. You are joking. That means, for any time a prophet goes to seek God, he goes with Jota. If it's God you are going to seek, he must speak to you, and he must write it down. When you don't have Jota and come to a meeting, it's number one sign that you don't expect God to speak to you. Go and mark those people. God hardly speaks to them. Because if there are matters God will speak to you, you have to write it down. Because some of them will take five years before they will manifest. In six months, you are forgotten it if you didn't write it down. Is it not true? He told Joshua, he said, this word, eh, write it. He told Habakkuk, write the vision now. It's for an appointed time. You don't have Jota, you are joking. I don't take those people seriously. Meanwhile, God doesn't take them seriously. They call John up and say, write the things we are telling you down. Is it not true? I said the Old Testament prophet, they call Ezekiel, he is writing. Isaiah, he is writing. Everybody they call is writing. And I began to ask myself the question, 
That means they know that there will be need to write down something. That means as of that time, they actually came with writing material. <laughs> because, I with me. If they didn't come with writing material, when God starts speaking, you know, and say, God, wait till, let me go and bring my daughter. Imagine if they have some encounters you have like this. And they say, let me go and bring my daughter. At all nature. He will wait for you. Maybe three years, five years time. You know he's the immortal one. Eh? You don't know what he means. The eternal one. He can wait for 1,000 years. He is not disturbed. It is you that you will be saying, my time is going, oh God. God doesn't understand what he means that my time is going. He doesn't understand it. The day you know he doesn't understand it, that's when you will prioritize alignment. The day you understand that God doesn't understand what he means. Hey God, I'm 30 years now. No, he doesn't understand that because he's a, the eternal one. He lives outside of time. That's the day you prioritize alignment because alignment makes God to start acting now what he should have acted upon two years ago. When you align, God will now take you seriously. If you don't align, all of you will stay there. Five years later, he's still there. He's the eternal one. When you finally knock yourself into shape after five years, he will start working. He will now start telling you what he would have told you long ago. That's why the way. How did I enter here? Hmm? No, Jota. <laughs> so he said in verse 4 he said Jesus answered said unto them take heed that what no man deceive you now look at the very next verse his mind blowing for many not one many shall come in my name. That's my problem. Are you getting the point, Douglas? My problem is not the, the next thing. Because he said, they will come in my name and say, I am Christ. That's not, that they are saying, I'm, I am Christ is not my problem. My problem is that they are coming in the name of Jesus. When we are young, there is a man called Jesus of Oyimbo. All of us, we are not bothered. We already know that he's a fake one. Is it not true? Because even though he's calling himself Jesus, we know that he's, he's not coming in the guise of coming in the authority and name of Jesus. There is a Jesus of, where are you from? Eh? Eh. There is a Jesus from your area. Who is from Idemili? You know the man. There are many Jesus. But we are not bothered. You know why we are not bothered? They are not coming, even though they are answering Jesus, they are not coming in the name of Jesus. We have already taught what is the name of Jesus. Is it not true? We know that the name of Jesus is not a nomenclature. It is a place where all the full authority of God has been invested. Hmm? So when you come in the name of Jesus, it means that you are coming in the, in the authority of Jesus. So we, we cannot really, we'll be careful to, we know that, some of you know that this thing is wrong, but you are careful, 
like some of the people know that some of these people teaching nonsense, they are wrong. But because they are teaching it in the name of Jesus, they will finish and pray in the name of Jesus. Say they are talking and defending Jesus, defending the kingdom, that the gospel of Christ will spread it. You are careful because he's, he is doing it in what? The name of Jesus. So they will say, don't disturb the body. Don't cry. They are, we are all part of the body of Christ. We are all this thing. <laughs> you know me and you. Hmm. Now somebody is attending the same church with you. What's the name of your church? What's the name of your church? What's it? Eh? Holiness Evangelistic Church. That you are attending Holiness Evangelistic Church doesn't mean you have a holy life. <laughs> Your name is innocent. Raise your hand. Your name is innocent doesn't mean you are innocent. There are people, their name is purity. Are you with me? There is nothing wrong with our earth that they don't know. As I told you yesterday, the people stealing our money, corrupt people, their name is not, is not, their name is not Musa. It's Moses. Their name is not Isa. Their name is Isaac. Their name is not Ibrahim. Their name is Abraham. Oh my God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mm. So, that you and the person, that the person passed on me years ago, is the one who was preaching. No, you need discernment. That was why, Paul, when Paul said that, Many not having discernment, they die and sleep. I've taught us before. He said that they lack the capacity to discern the body. <laughs> you, for you to understand who, who and who is even the part of the ecclesia, you need what? Discernment. Don't go and call people that God is not calling part of the body, part of the body. Just because they say they are coming in the name of Jesus and teaching one thing or the other. Just because you and them are in the same church. Just because you saw them sit under one man of God that you know. Some of them invited them to, are you with me? To validate their ministry. Eh? You saw, for example, you saw that time that Apostle laid hands on me. That thing is validation. That, that is what Paul said and said, don't do that thing quickly on any man. Don't lay hands. Laying hands on people is not going for a power meeting and laying hands. No, no, that's not what he means. Is, is, don't validate a man easily. So some of them invite some of us to meet him. Me, I run away. Because standing on their pulpit is validating them. You, you will now see me and those people and say, ah, him and Pastor do are friends now. So, is it not true? And you go and be drinking what he's drinking. Or guy, you need discernment. Don't go and call Satan your brother. Just because he's, he called the name of Jesus. He said, they will come what? In my name. That's the problem. The problem is not that they said I am Christ. Anybody can say that. I will not be disturbed. We can easily know that he's false. But when they do it in the name, that's where there is trouble because many will be deceived. In fact, I don't know if we will be able to get to verse 24. Verse 24 said that they will do many miracles, signs and wonders. Eh? They can even be telling you, you, 
that thing they are telling you, they say they, they will tell you they, they are saying it and then uh, two more disappear. Oga, there is something called Japanese Okagaka. Have you heard of yoga? Uh, you, 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 I've read a little about the latent power of the soul. They can do that thing and two more will disappear. Japanese Okagaka. They can do it and levitate. How can you use levitation and cancer to more disappearing to measure who is correct? Is that the basis of discernment? The first basis of discernment is ministration of truth. A man of God said, are you with me? That is why it is not only grace that came home. Is it not true? What came? Grace and truth. It is, you can, it is truth. The, the greatest thing that the believer needs to design the season is the ministration of truth. It's the ministry of truth. It's the ministry of truth. Unfortunately, truth is reality. Eh? And that means the people that will be able to minister truth well must have interacted with it. Eh? For me to accurately teach you about discernment, I must have interacted with the real one. So that, are you with me now? I have told you people, the way to know fake money, the way people in bank know fake money is not to be checking fake. The way they know fake eh, is to be looking at original. When you look at original long enough, you can easily know fake. So, the, the antidote the way to bring discernment to the body is to minister truth long enough. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Then the person will be able to know force. Because the opposite of truth is falsehood. Eh? Is to minister truth. That's how to grant believers discernment. But the challenge is that truth is not cognitive. So we can even finish this lecture and you are still confused about what is right or wrong. Is it not true? But when we teach, we minister the oil of the Spirit. And when it comes to work in your heart, the Urim and Turim will be activated. Because the season will come when uh, the truth is that at your level, even many people, there are things that some of these people talk, you will not be able to know expressly by the scripture whether it's right or wrong. Eh? By doctrine. Eh? But the Urim and Turim that is at work in your spirit, especially in the aspect of your conscience, will be ministering right or wrong. Right or wrong. Are you with me now? The reason why your urim and turim is working is because truth has been ministered to you. Hmm? And on the day that truth was ministered to you, it went beyond doctrine and reality was ministered. Because, are you with me? The thing is that truth indeed is not just doctrine, it's also reality. And because of that, beyond the lecture we are giving you, there is of a necessity, a need for us to minister those realities to you. Are you with me? So if we say that their miracles are fake, we must be able to do the real one. Is it not true? That's the only way for us to decipher. You cannot be telling somebody, hey, this miracle is fake, it's fake, when you cannot do one. That's the basis why we need power as a witness. Are you with me? 
I was teaching you people. I told you that in the witness ministry of the kingdom, I told you people that the only authenticating infrastructure in the kingdom of God is the witness ministry. Unfortunately, or rather fortunately, witness is the ministry of truth. Hmm? So do you, if the Holy Ghost wants to authenticate anything, he brings witness to it. So Jesus was talking, he said that there was a season when John, his witness was enough to prove that I am the Messiah. Eh? But a time came when the witness of John was not enough. So there are measures of witness, is it not true? I'm coming to something, I'm coming to, what my point is that there are days where when we want to prove that something is true or wrong, false or true, we will have to prove it by reality. Because truth indeed is not just doctrine. It's also what? Reality. So you say this healing is wrong. Is, is, is a product of the is a extension of the soul to have the power therein or the false ministry and false prophets. Eh? You must have to prove it by showing the real one. When you show the real one long enough, then false one will decay. But you can't show the real one the people will not be finally convinced because truth indeed is reality. It is only when reality is ministered, that is when witness is born. And that is when the emphasis that we are making is being authenticated because witness ministry is the only authenticating factor in the kingdom of God. And the only way that God authenticates is by truth, the ministry of truth. Are you with me? So after some time, Jesus began to speak he knows that even though John spoke for him, a time will come when he needs to speak for himself. There are times when it's enough to say that this is what I taught you. Your pastor taught you. A season will come when you need to speak for yourself. This is what I too glean on top of what my pastor taught me. Are you with me now? Mm, because you are a Berean Christian. They went to check. They check what they are taught. Not to argue. Not to show that they know more. But to consolidate that revelation and bring it to a point where it has become their own personal possession. Are you with me now? Yes. Now, a time came when that was not even enough. And Jesus said, if you don't believe for the words that I speak to you, eh, at least believe also for the works sake. Is it not true? So there is also the witness of works. That's where I want to talk about that there are times when you teach realities and there are times when you prove realities. If you teach only doctrine, it's not enough. And that's why some of them challenge some of the teachings that we do, doctrines that we teach. Eh? The truth is that there is, you can, you can get into the revelation and emphasis of Christ in you to the point that that glory will shine forth in you. And you can even meditate, literally. That's the truth. So, if there is no believer that can prove this point, the reality of that, because when we prove it long enough, it will, it will kill the person. We come clear all the cripples in the wheelchair. Are you getting the point? We believe that God can make people to prosper. We come, we have billionaires. That means we have proved that prosperity is a reality in the kingdom. It's important I do this digression. Hmm? He 
seem as if we will even stop here. Let's stop here. Time is over. Uh, and we can meet tomorrow. Let's hope to continue again before the year is over. Amen? You are blessed. Pray a little again and ask God to activate the Yuri Manturi. <laughs> the Yuri Manturi is a mystery in the spirit. When the, you are not praying. When the priest entered the holy, holy of Holies and even the holy place, in that place there is nobody to advise you. Are you with me now? You will not find pastor to advise you in that place. You move by the Urim and Turim. That's how you know the mind of God. Because in that place, the scripture says that if the high priest misbehaves in that place, he dies. There must be a way to pick the mind of God and know what is correct. Beyond the letter. Beyond the letters. There must be a way. There must be a way. There must be a way. A measure of discernment commensurate to counter the deception that is in our time. A measure of discernment commensurate to counter the discernment that is in our time. Let the facility of your urim and turim in your spirit man be oiled and functional. Let it be oiled and functional. Abesco, Tatiata, Cambreto, Scabaha, Locos, Cabrena, Betelia, Camento, Laria. <laughs> the scripture says that the Holy Ghost speaketh expressly that in the latter times deception is gonna come. And Jesus Himself spoke it. They asked Him about the events of the last days. Beyond the revival of the end time, there is a deception of the end time. We have to be armed, not just in the attack, we have to be armed in the defense also. Oh God, oh God, oh God, arm us with the instrument of defense. The instrument of defense in the last days is discernment. Pray for discernment. Cry for discernment. Pray for discernment. Pray for discernment. Pray for discernment. Sakembo Rosos Kaliaka Berendedes.